Let's do a Divi Chat marathon all-nighter. Yeah, we are live, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Looks like we already have some uh, some live viewers. Uh, this is Divi Chat episode number 66, how to build a recurring revenue stream. Let me... Let me mute the uh, the feed on the <laughs> where I'm watching the live channel. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, once again, welcome to Divi Chat, uh, episode number 66. Uh, each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world. In this case, the United States tonight. We don't have any uh, anybody from out of country. Uh, get together to discuss Divi and WordPress web design and other fun web-related topics. Welcome, everybody. Happy to have you on. Hello. Hello. Let's uh, let's start by introducing the panel uh, tonight. We have a very special and esteemed guest, Miss uh, Stephanie Hudson. Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Stephanie Hudson with Sweet Tea, and you can find me on at enjoysweettea.com and enjoy sweet tea on the socials. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. And now I really want some sweet tea. I know. Me too. <laughs> Because everybody loves sweet tea. <laughs> that sounds good. All right, let's go to uh, to Leslie. Hello, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me at agirlinhermac.design and uh, at A Girl in Her Mac on Facebook and Twitter. All right, Mr. Streifler. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from the Austin, Texas area, and you can find me online at timstreifler.com and divilife.com and wpthepodcast.com. Thank you, Timothy. You're welcome. And I am Corey Jenkins of Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. And I'm very happy to be here. Uh, all right, guys. Who's excited about this topic? Woo all right. Money. <laughs> all right. So how to build a recurring revenue stream. Uh, we've we've heard a lot about it. I, I think uh, some people kind of have the... Uh, think that the stigma of a rec recurring revenue stream is that you have to have a product or something like that, like a child theme or a plugin in order to have recurring revenue. But as uh, web designers and developers, there's all kinds of different, uh, all kinds of different ways that you can create recurring revenue streams, whether it be uh, maintenance, hosting products, uh, courses, all kinds of stuff. So uh, we'll kind of dive into different areas of this topic tonight. Uh, would somebody like to start and kind of talk about your experience with a uh, recurring revenue? I'll jump in. Um, I feel like there's two categories. Well, two main categories and then stuff that kind of is in between, but um, you know, one being service related um like retainer agreements or, um, you know, stuff like that to where it's actually your time is going into it. And it's recurring because you have a recurring agreement where you're going to be doing the, the work every month. Um, my light just turned on behind me. Um, automatic timer. Sorry about that. That was distracting. It was distracting to me, obviously. Um, and then on the flip side, stop the show. Stop the show. <laughs> let's start over. Um, and then on the flip side, there's recurring revenue. That's kind of more automated. It doesn't take your time every month. Uh, you know, things like hosting, um, you know, there's things you can do like with different, uh, tools. I don't know, manage WP, iTheme sync where it generates reports automatically sends it. You can kind of bundle that with a maintenance agreement and stuff. Um, so that's the kind of the way I think of it in my head because, um, recurring revenue is, is great, 
but then what is extra great is recurring revenue that takes you know little to no time you know hosting would be another example um did i say hosting already anyways so okay. th throwing out that i don't know if we want to like break it up into those categories but that's just the way my brain wraps around it yeah i i guess we can break it up in, into categories uh the first of which which we uh discussed uh kind of briefly before the episode started is uh is maintenance and hosting so uh so, so anybody on the panel have experience with uh offering maintenance hosting packages that is my favorite i love <laughs> maintenance and hosting i love it i have um i use manage wp and i have a va kind of i mean she's local but i don't ever see her and i've trained her on exactly what to do and i think um i think one of the keys to the like tim was saying the non-labor intensive to me is just systems and processes like just get it set and then you just you just build a machine that can just make you the money and the people that can happen again and again and it's not um you know then and nobody can say even like oh well you're not even doing the work because well they're free to set up that machine too because there's a lot that goes into i mean the research and the setup and the configuration that i did to get this whole thing in place took a ton of time and effort and and know-how and training and all that but i now have everything in place where i can add as many maintenance you know as many clients as i need we we do everything every monday they get their report the first monday of every month they have i i set up hosting i probably don't do hosting the same as everybody else but the maintenance for sure you know i go through manage wp we auto automate as much as possible and then you still have to have a human being you know check make, make sites sure that and things like that submit the forms make sure yeah make sure everything's working but for the most part i have it just a well-oiled machine so that we go through and i'm only notified if there's really if there's issues so can can you speak a little bit to the uh, to the onboarding process? If you have a a client that's uh, interested in in using you for maintenance, what what does that look like? To get them set up with a recurring payment on credit card or? Yeah, I have. Um, I'm working to set up uh, WooCommerce subscriptions so that people can just buy it right on my site. I don't have that yet, but I do have uh, recurring payments with my merchant account, so I just set up there their credit card and, and to get them onboarded other than that, like other than the billing. And I do monthly, I don't do an annual plan because I used to do that and offer a little discount. But um, someone told me one time and I thought it was really smart. Like don't make them make the decision every year. Don't make them choose to pay you every year. Just set up that automated thing. And then they don't even have to think about it. It just keeps coming out and you, they keep getting the report and everybody's happy. So as so, far as the billing goes, that's it. And then as far as onboarding them, the technical stuff, it's basically one plugin on their WordPress site. And then we just click a few buttons and we're rocking and rolling. Awesome. So, so seeing that monthly charge as opposed to an annual charge kind of lessens the, uh, the thought process huh? on that. Yep. Yeah. To me, I think that, I don't know, that's like a little bit of sales psychology that may or may not, you know, yeah. Everybody might not be for it, but that to me just, I mean, I know that works on me. You have that, yeah. you know, your Netflix bill, you think like, oh, it's only $8 a month. But if you had to pay like whatever, 90 bucks a month, 90 yeah. bucks a year, like at once, exactly. would you yeah. really have Netflix <laughs> every year? Would you sometimes think like, eh, maybe I don't need it this year. Yeah. If it just That's a good point. Out, yeah. yeah. No, that is a good point. I think it comes down to, if you think there's a, you know, really, really strong likeliness that they will make it to that year. Um, 
point because then it's like yeah you don't want to make them make that decision every year and and have the the chance to think about spending that money again for another year they just get used to seeing it every month and almost it's like you're um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh shoot it's drawing a blank but anyways yeah i can see what you mean uh, on, on for some things though i think the yearly incentive kind of pushes them you know to, to spend yeah. more up front and you get that money up front but yeah that's a really good point i like that i get that too but i don't know i get so like i get crazy I, I offer too many options always that's a weakness of mine and so i just that was one thing i just eliminated and i do three tiers for maintenance um i basically have i've like one main tier for most websites and then i have one that's for if you have e-commerce or ticketing or any kind of membership any kind of other sort of advanced thing that takes a lot more human touch like that a human being really has to go check more of it then that's a higher level and then i have a couple clients who have just like a one-page site that takes like two seconds to check so i dropped it down just a tiny bit and that's sort of uh some of my clients too will do like a like a phased approach and so if we just start with a one-page site i start them off at that lower amount and then once they're full it goes and we just item they don't even notice the difference you know so yeah and and uh what's the what's included in that stephanie is it hosting updates yeah i have um i have my list here hang on one second let me find it um it uh we do daily backups uh to cloud storage and they can add on um it going to their own storage their own cloud storage it's free up to one gig. Uh, then week, every week we do the, main, the theme and plug-in updates, uh, clear out the database of um, you know, post revisions, overhead, blah, blah, clear out spam. And then the automated checks run every day of security scans, vulnerability, performance checks, if there's speed alerts or anything. Um, you, can check, you can put in up to 100 SEO keywords and it'll run comparisons on that. Uh, uptime monitoring every five minutes. Save we save ninety days of backups, and then they get a real pretty report every month. Yeah, so, I use Manage WP too. I love it. It's the best, isn't it? I love yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love like the backups and the reporting and everything because you just set it and forget it, and it and it's providing value. It's not like it's you know you're ripping the client off. Like that's high value to have a daily backup of your site. Yeah. If anything goes wrong, you know you can roll it back for them, whatever. Um, but it's not time intensive like you said you know getting everything set up took time you know mm-hmm. planning everything obviously your knowledge and expertise getting to where you are to where you can facilitate all that but now moving forward like it's um it's, i mean i want to go as far as to say passive income but it's definitely like yeah it's it's easy sort of revenue, essentially. it is yeah. it's very it's very non-labor intensive and the other thing that is like a, a little bonus uh i just had a client um, call me up and set my um, set a meeting with me. He wanted to do a bunch of stuff, change some things on his site and a whole bunch of other changes and things. And he specifically said, we met for lunch and he specifically said like, I know you send me that thing. I don't even ever look at it. <laughs> but he was, he sees my name coming in every month. He sees our, my company name every month. So even though he doesn't even open the report because he doesn't care what his speed ranking is or whatever. So he just, he, but it's a little bit of marketing, like just a little bit of yeah. staying front of mind as well. So when he wants to up his, yeah. Prices, and, then and it's there. reminding him that his money's getting him something, you know, like right. yeah, Stephanie's doing all the, the hard stuff for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, we, we uh, somewhat do, do the same thing right now. We use uh, iTheme Sync uh, for updating and monitoring. Mm -hmm. and, and then we use a separate uh, backup solution, which currently is uh, Updraft uh, Plus is our uh, new kind of go-to backup solution. Um, we, we don't have a ton of clients on, on our uh, maintenance and hosting packages right now, but we do have a stipulation if... If you are going to host with us, you have to sign up for a maintenance package because we don't yeah. we don't want somebody on a on a VPS server who's not yeah. having their site updated and uh, causing possible like cross contamination of other of other sites. So we, we we do have that stipulation. Yeah. So when you guys do hosting, do you set up you put people on your server. Like yeah. 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 Well, we we do it a couple of different ways depending on on the clients. Uh, we have a, a VPS server. If if the site isn't real heavy uh, traffic or like an e-commerce site, we'll we'll put it on a VPS uh, with you know uh, with other uh, clients that can possibly be on there. If it's a a uh, very high traffic site, an e-commerce site, we'll recommend that they get their own uh, VPS server. But we always do it through our primary hosting company, which is A2 Hosting. But we've you know have like you know uh, one client's like a huge like. Uh, uh, RV podcast and they have, you know, using a lot of bandwidth and having a lot of visitors. So they have their own um, VPS server that we manage for them. I went back and forth on all that. I tried to figure out, I use SiteGround mostly, and I've tried to figure out, you know, doing the reseller accounts and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it was just, I don't know, I couldn't make the numbers work. I couldn't make the I don't know, just for my workflow and stuff, it didn't work. So I just started just setting them up their own SiteGround account and I just run it through my affiliate account and then, up, you know, upcharge them and just bill them every month. And that's what I do now too. I, I don't deal with, um, I, I just get everything done on their own hosting that way. Just because, well, for me, my business, um, it may change and I'm not sure how long I'm even going to, you know, when I got into this, I wasn't sure how long I was going to do it. So, um, and plus I had redesigned clients coming to me and they would have no idea where their domain was registered, who, where their hosting was. And, I didn't want to be that guy where, you know, I don't, I want to, I want to give them, you know, have them empowered to, you know, if they want to move for whatever reason or hire somebody else, they have the chance to, and they can have access. They're not screwed, you know? Um, yeah. But I'm, I know a reseller does take care of a lot of that stuff, but I'm, I'm like you, I didn't want to really want to figure that out. So I just get them yeah. on their own. I get my little affiliate money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I did that with WP thing. Yeah. I set up the account. They you, give me their credit card. I set it up with my affiliate link and then give myself access to their account through yeah. my WP Engine panel. Like most hosting probably has that where you can uh, give a user account access or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that way I can still access it as if it's, you know, part of my, uh, you know, own company set of, of hosting accounts. But like you guys said, if they ever decide to leave or I decide to do something else, like I'm not stuck with them, they're not stuck with me. But at the same time, I can do whatever I need to do, you know, updates and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it works out. I don't even get their credit card for that. I just pay the, I just pay for a year and then bill them every month. Nice. And just do it. It's a, I tried multiple different ways and I think it depends on the client too. Yeah. Like if I have, I, I do have some clients that really are very tech savvy and you know, sometimes I just like, I can't even bring myself to do it. So I will quote them. And then if, you know, then when we're negotiating, if we're talking about anything, I'll say like, let's just go sign up for your own account. And I'll, you know, and then give me the access or whatever, like something like that. But for the most part, I just did that to somebody. And he's like, he went and looked, he knew how much I marked it up. And he's like, can you just do it for me anyway? 
<laughs> he didn't even care. <laughs> so people just don't want the hassle. I mean, that's yeah. what we're there for is to take this hassle off of people yeah. that they don't stuff that they don't want to do all this boring technical stuff. And that's worth money to people, you know, that's yeah. why I love it. <laughs> yeah, some, some people don't want to mess with it. Uh, let's look here in the live chat. Uh, we have a uh, we have a comment here. iThemes was recently purchased by Liquid Web. Look into how that may affect your service offering. Uh, for us, it really doesn't. I, I think they're they're still keeping them as uh, you know, even though they were purchased or acquired by Liquid Web, the service is going to somewhat remain the same. Managed WP was uh, acquired by GoDaddy. I think last year, the year before, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty common thing in the uh, web world to, you know, something that makes sense to a hosting company like a maintenance type company like Manage WP or iThemes, which, you know, has security and uh, and maintenance to get acquired by by a hosting company. So hopefully not too much changes there. Uh, Corey Miller and, and team have done a great job with iThemes. Yeah. Um, second was from uh, Josh R. again. Does it sound dumb to use a prepaid credit card for each client, then pay for all services with it? If they want to leave, uh, I would hand them the, I would hand them the credit card. Uh, I guess we're talking about a prepaid credit card. Have you guys ever considered that? I've never, um, never crossed my mind. Yeah, that kind of seems like to me it might be more trouble than it's worth. But... Yeah, what would be the advantage yeah. of that? I don't know. I guess we'll let uh, Josh R. chime in. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, so then you're just out all the money. Yeah, he, he might have a he might have a good reasoning for it. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming so. It makes it easier to to, to hand it off, cut ties. That uh, makes sense. Which yeah, that definitely does make sense. Except for that, you've paid the money. Well, <laughs> that. Yeah, you'd have to pay for it prepaid, I guess. You you build a client and then buy a prepaid card I with mean that money. And I, I just wouldn't even know. <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay. So we've, we've covered maintenance and hosting. I know Tim earlier, you were, you were kind of talking about, um, you were talking about uh, retainers. Yeah. So, you know, recurring revenue, again, when I think about it in terms of web design, I typically think of more like the hosting maintenance, uh, you know, backup, that, that type of stuff you know, where it's very little work on the designer's part once those processes are in place, as Stephanie pointed out. Um, but retainer agreements are also another form of recurring revenue because you can depend on that revenue. You you know, you have the agreement, you know, you're getting that much work guaranteed, uh, you know, in a contract. And so you can, uh, you know, plan for it and so forth. So that that's definitely a, a form of recurring revenue. I don't know if there's a lot to discuss about it, but throwing it out there as an option. There's a couple of different ways you can do it too, though. I used to do um, like, I occasionally still do. I'll sell a block of hours. Like if they buy a block of hours ahead of time, I used to do you that. know, per, per month and it's a little bit cheaper per hour and it's up to, so like they don't get, there's no, no money back. Like if you don't use your hours, you lose them. And, and I usually like halfway through the month would send a little report on how many they've used, how, how much their time they've used or whatever, in case they had something else that they wanted to do, but. Yeah, I I think if you have one of those clients um, that are needing changes monthly and, you know, maybe, you know, you you feel like you're maybe charging them more some months than than others um, because they are needing these changes, there there are definitely good fits for those uh, retainers. You know, you get three hours, three hours per month. 
and yeah. we, we can just, you know, make whatever changes need to be done within that amount of time, as opposed to charging them your full hourly, uh, you know, if they purchase a three, five hour block, you can give them a discount on, on time and in their mind, they're, they're getting a better deal. And it's kind of easy for us to project, uh, you know, set those hours aside for the month. Uh, next month, I've guaranteed that I have like, you know, let's say 12 hours of, of maintenance with these clients. So you're going to kind of plan ahead and, and set that aside. Yeah. So, yeah, a, a good friend of mine, um, I've known for a long time, grew up with him. Uh, he was able to use retainer agreements essentially to, to, to scale an agency that he ended up selling. Um, and so what he did was he would sign these year long retainer agreements with, um, somewhat big, bigger companies that, that needed, you know, didn't have a, an in-house team. And then every time he signed an agreement, he would hire someone and he used that as his way of scaling. So he would hire a designer and then another designer and then a developer. You know, I love that. Um, and it worked out for him and he ended up uh, selling the company to his number one customer. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I thought that was, was kind of uh, a genius way, you know, to, to scale a company or an agency, I should say, um, you know, locally because once you have that guaranteed revenue, then you can kind of make that um, investment into to bringing on a new team member or whatever. That's really cool. I've done different kind of services too. Like that one was just basic web edits. You know, they'd need random, this little event added or this random change, whatever. And then I've also done um, social media. We've done a good bit of social media contracts or where it's like a certain number of posts or, you know, however, you know, that can be different than ours. And um, so we've done that for recurring and then all, which I guess is not technically web development, but it's all kind of connected to yeah. me, but, and then blogging is the other one. And I'm not really a blog writer, but you know, a lot of times I, I've done a few times where I coordinate it. So, you know, I have a writer and then I get images and sort of put it all together and, and it's more, it's not really again by the hour, it's more by the post. So that's a slightly different, I guess, option. Okay. That's just it, though. I mean, I guess, you know, everything we're saying is showing that you, you can get really creative with ways, you know, to, to think of for your own business. Um, you know, these are all good ideas, but definitely there's some room in there. To mess around. The other thing that I don't really do much of, but I hear a lot about is um, courses. Mm. Online yeah. courses. That's definitely, I mean, that to me seems like a great source of recurring income because a lot of you can record them or have the you know drip the pages or things like that and once you know people subscribe then yeah y'all are going to be doing that right Corey? eventually yeah yeah we're uh uh getting close to to launching a, a course with sj who's um you know slightly delayed due to some some family issues on the course but uh it, it would actually be uh the way we're doing our course would it would actually be more of like a one-off type uh type charge, or, you know, if you're like a member of our lifetime membership, then you get access to the course. But there are uh, a lot of people out there. I can think of like John Lee Dumas, a, a few other, you know, kind of big digital marketers and podcasters who, who do have um, monthly recurring charges for their, for their course. And they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of like courses slash um, slash uh, mastermind groups. Uh, you know, to where they, they do get that new fresh content monthly. And as Stephanie said, you, you can, you can set up your content to be drip content. So if somebody, let's say cancels two months in, they're not going to get the, you know, next month's um, 
content that's coming out. But yeah, yeah, courses are are an excellent way to uh, to get recurring revenue in. But they probably need to be kind of you know mixed in with that mastermind type group. Add in the uh, you know maybe weekly webinars and Q and A sessions with a with a host and other members. Uh, maybe like a guest coming in, uh, something like that. You really have to you really have to add that uh, that recurring value uh, to the recurring payment as well to keep people yeah. keep people on board. I Otherwise, think- you're charging a one off fee. Yeah, David I think- and I are. Oh, sorry, Leslie. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, David and I, um, in addition to the the course uh, that SJ is doing for them, David and I are doing a course this year as well. Um, one, one thing about courses, and I think this also applies to um, like products in general, whether it's info products or you know digital products. Um, I feel like once you kind of cross over, I feel like it's hard to really like if you're a solopreneur to really be able to focus on web design clients, as well as like do the products. And I, I kind of made the decision last year that I was going to focus on the products. And while I still do, you know, very selective amount of, of client work projects, my, my focus is very much on, on the products. And then this year too, will will be the course. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if, I mean, I'm bringing that up. Not exactly sure why I guess to say, well, <laughs> I think it is part of like recurring revenue for web designers. I feel like it's almost like, once you kind of cross over to that, it's almost like that becomes, you know, to really do it well and, and make money from it. It's, it's, it's hard to do that as well as, you know, client work, unless like, like David and Corey, they have a, a big team, you know, as an agency, you know, you can pull it off. Yeah. And well, I was going to mention um, a person who I think of who does a really good example in the Divi space for recurring um, revenue is Michelle Noonan. You know, she's got her, she has like a membership. I want to say it's like yeah. the last life checked is like 12 bucks a month or whatever. And, you know, you get access to her course. And like, I think she gives out something every week or at least every month or something. She gives out layouts and stuff. But she offers a lot of um, content, you know, on a regular basis. And it's very reasonable. Um, but I think she's an excellent example of, of and she also, like you said, Tim, um, I don't think she does client work. She hasn't ever since she came out with the courses because right. they're doing really well. She doesn't need to. Um, but, but yeah, she ended up, you know, making the choice of, of just doing the course stuff and it's going really well for her. And I think she's an excellent example of that. Yeah, definitely. And actually for that reason, that's why I'm glad that Dave and I are partnering together, um, because our course is not just about WordPress and, and building websites with Divi and so forth, but at, you know, how to build a web design business. Yeah. And so since I'm not doing so much of that anymore, I'm glad that David, you know, the, he's as we all know, the ultimate salesperson. And so he's able to kind of bring that side, you know, the agency side to the table. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And working with something like, you know, Divi and, and WordPress too, um, you know, the, the recurring example for something like a course, um, you know, if, if you were to take, take the course and then want, you know, maybe, you know, future access to newer versions of the course, some something like Divi and working WordPress, they change so often. Uh, case in point, uh, WordPress going over to uh, to Gutenberg. So, somebody let's say signs up for a WordPress course. They're learning the uh, the classic uh, editor that that is currently within um, WordPress. If 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 they were on like a you know kind of like recurring revenue model, a, a membership for a um, uh, for a learning platform. Then, you know, they would then have to start transferring into like, you know, Gutenberg and whatever else is coming in the future of uh, of WordPress and Divi. So the, the recurring revenue model can definitely work within courses because it just changes so often. 
It, that actually reminds me, Corey. Uh, Corey and I are part of a Facebook group called Supporting WordPress Products. Mm. And uh, it was, I don't know, maybe a month ago, Justin Fairman, who has uh, a, what is it? Um, what's the name of his product? Ah, it's an LMS. It's not LearnDash. LearnDash. Yeah, he's the, the owner of LearnDash. He wrote in there saying, I just realized how much of my documentation I'm going to need to update after the release of Gutenberg and, and WordPress. <laughs> five. And that's so true. And, and so I think that kind of speaks to, you know, productizing and, and, you know, recurring revenue on that side is like Corey mentioned with WordPress and technology changing so much, there's so much you have to do to like keep up with it. Uh, and that's just WordPress, not even talking about, you know, Divi and, and all the updates that Divi does. Yeah. So, so that probably uh, brings us into our next um, example of, of recurring revenue, but um, let, let's first kind of uh, backtrack a little bit. And I, I don't think that we really touched on the uh, the benefits of recurring revenue as a individual or, or company. Um, some things that come to mind immediately are, are just like, you know, stability, being able to some somewhat budget and, and plan ahead with your, with your company, um, which, you know, we know if uh, next month I have approximately X amount of dollars coming in, I can afford to hire a new uh, an, a new team member. So, in, in my mind, it's it, it's a really big benefit just as a company to be kind of able to to plan ahead to the future. Um, any other benefits you can think of, or anybody want to add to that? I think it it gets you away from that roller coaster feast or famine type of exactly. Like- income yeah. level because a lot of times as as freelancers there's busy times and then there's slow times you know typically the 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 summer months for a lot of um freelancers are uh are slow the summer months are slow because businesses are on vacation you know whatever um and so it can yeah and then additionally on top of that when you are uh you know buckled down head down building websites you're not able to you know go out and network and meet people and you know get new work coming in and so you have this like, oh, I have a ton of work and then you're super busy. So then you can't bring in new work. And then it's like, oh, no, you have some slow time. So then you spend a ton of time and, and resources, you know, going out and getting new work. And so it's like this constant up and down. And so having <laughs> revenue kind of keeps a little more steady. You know, obviously, you're going to have your big projects and everything. Um, but having that, uh, you know, whether it's hosting or, or retainer agreements or whatever, um, you can at least have some level of consistency uh, so that you can pay your bills as a business. And if you can build up the um, some of the less labor intensive stuff, that you can scale your business that way. You know, I mean, I already I have enough hosting and maintenance. It's not even that many, and I, a quarter of my ho- my maintenance plans, not even hosting, just maintenance alone, pays literally pays all of the expenses of my business for a year, and so I know that that's covered. And I don't, that's not even almost hardly any labor. So you, you can just sort of, like you're saying, you can plan, but also you can only do, you only have so many hours in a day that you can work. And so if you can build up some of these other recurring things that don't take as much time, then you can scale yourself. Great point. Yeah. And, and, and as you scale and you're able to, to bring people on, kind of like Stephanie was saying, she has somebody that helps her out with the, with the maintenance, if you're able to, to plan ahead and you know that revenue is coming in, you can hire somebody that frees you up to uh, focus on other areas of your business and look look towards the future, going month to month. Like Tim was saying, feast or famine, 
you're out there, uh, you know, clawing for new business. Mm-hmm. Maybe one month you think you have time for two new websites and then all of a sudden you have four new websites come in, but you don't, you know, have, have the, uh, financial, uh, resources looking forward in the, in the future to hire a full-time or maybe even part-time person, you're really going to be limited in, in how you can scale your business and, and focus on the long-term um, goals of your business. So, And like Tim said, the, the issue of sales, I mean, that's huge. If you think about recurring income, even if it's full hourly work that you have to do all the hours of, it eliminates the sales aspect because otherwise you can build a website and then when you're done, you have to go sell another one to make more website money. You have to just keep selling more things. So if you have this stuff recurring, it takes the sales element off of the table for those for those things. Word. Leslie, what, what were you gonna say before? Oh, I, I was just gonna question. say that um, uh, my recurring, in- well, I do the child themes and you know, like y'all do the plugins and stuff. And I do have maintenance plans, but because I kind of stopped doing the the custom builds, I don't, I haven't had any new maintenance plans comes on, comes on, come on. And um, I don't offer maintenance for any sites that I haven't built because that just scares me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of opposite. I, I like the recurring revenue for maintenance, but uh, I'm not trying to get any more um, clients for that. Um, I guess right now my, I don't know, it's just the child themes right now for as far as recurring. But, but yeah. Just remember your friends. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like oh, oh, yeah. I've got your number. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. If there's something... <laughs> you don't like doing or, or sharing is care right look towards the community your friends your connections and <laughs> and, and offload it <laughs> you can white label it you can tell them you're doing it yeah right yeah. Them a pretty report with your logo on it yeah i don't care yeah and and, and you, could, you, you know you could set something up i mean you know with somebody uh like stephanie i'm, I'm not gonna name any numbers or anything but hey i have 20 maintenance clients i'm tired of doing maintenance I will send them over to you, but I will keep uh, X, you know, X percent of of these clients 25%. for referring. To, okay, twenty five percent. Stephanie threw it out there. <laughs> Ste- Stephanie will take all your maintenance clients for twenty five percent. Well, and speaking a little bit more on the child themes, I also if you, maybe if you don't want to do the child theme thing, there's a few companies out there um, who have like the subscription for you know you get so many layouts a month or something that's something else you know if, as far as design related that you could you could try too. Corey what's your you guys have a maintenance th- I'm not a maintenance a um, subscription thing right? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah that's that's a good segue into the uh, you know products I, I, I guess um, yeah so so we offer our uh, products which are child themes, plugins, uh, soon to be a, a course, either uh, a la carte, you can buy them individually on different licensing levels, or you can um, pay an annual or a one-time lifetime fee to access like uh, pretty much everything. So um, our individual products also have different licensing levels. So let's say you wanted to go buy, um, you know, like, like uh, our product Testify. We have a single site, three site, unlimited and then a lifetime um, option for each individual product. If you buy the lifetime, you don't have that, you don't have to pay the the annual renewal. Um, the other licensing levels, if you just want to buy a three site license, um, then, then, you know, that's recurring revenue for us uh, yearly. So, uh, you know, so, so some people might be wondering, okay, well, what's that recurring fee for? Um, I, I think any um, product, creators and, and developers out there know uh, 
uh, kind of like we were, we were talking about earlier, how much uh, maintenance and effort goes into uh, supporting and maintaining a, a product. So yes, uh, here's here's testify. Here you go. Um, but you're going to have uh, potentially questions on it. You might need us to help you troubleshoot an issue. Uh, Divi and WordPress are constantly changing. We're having to update the the uh, the products. Um, you know, keep them uh, secure and up up to standards with uh, the new versions of of other software. So there, there's a lot of work that that goes into it, which is why you often very often see the, you know, the, uh, annual charges, uh, for products. Um, so yeah. yeah, so, so we do offer that, uh, uh, all access pass, uh, so to speak to where you can either, uh, pay an annual fee, get access to all of our products, or you can pay a lifetime fee and never have the recurring, um, charge ever again. And just, you know, access to all of our products. I don't know how you pick that number. I mean, I don't, that to me seems so tricky to do the lifetime thing because it completely cuts off your recurring and then yeah I mean, uh, you do get the money up front but yeah it's, that's it's still so much work like if everybody bought a lifetime you'd be screwed it, it, <laughs> would, it, would, be a, it would be a lot of work so yeah it's a uh you know i i think like it happens organically that you get like a almost like 50 fix 50 50 mix of people that are yeah. signing up for the for the annual all access and the, and the lifetime and for us, it, it, it does meet those uh, immediate needs of uh, money, money right there needed for our operating budget and and scaling. And then also the long term uh, projections that we need. So, yeah. yeah, Tim, I know you do that, too, right? You do yeah. So when I, I launched Divi Overlays a little over a year ago and I launched it with the subscription uh, so annual renewals and everything, and I didn't launch it with lifetime initially. And I ended up adding it about a month later because I got so many people asking for it. They're like, I don't care, you know, if it's, you know, twice as much as the unlimited or three times, whatever, I'll pay for it. Like people were saying that they just don't like the thought of, you know, having something be, uh, you know, recurring and annual and everything that they're going to have to renew. They just want it one and done. And so they're willing to pay several times, you know, the cost of of the, the unlimited plan. Um, and like Corey said, kind of organically, you know, it's split pretty even for me as well with people that are on, you know, a, uh, annual renewal, whether it's the single site, three site unlimited or on lifetime. Um, you know, some people, you know, they're willing to pay extra and that's great. You know, you get that money up front, but then you have other people that, Oh, they just want to try it. You know, they're not sure they're just getting into to Divi or web design. They're not sure if they're going to be doing this long term. So they don't want to, you know, buy two point whatever years of it up front. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it's it's good to have both. Uh, good to have a mixture, like you said. You don't want everyone doing lifetime because then you won't have the those renewals coming in. But then at the same time, having people you know pay several years up front is nice because you get that influx of cash flow that you, you can then use to invest in, in adding new features, developing new products, etc. Well, and that kind of brings it full circle to what you had said before, Tim, when you had um, kind of saying services versus products the way people think about both is totally different. So, you know, how you approach the recurring aspect is, is gonna, you know, it may be different for you. Yeah, you, you mean in like in terms of uh, like- Like when you mentioned um, people don't wanna be paying for a product every year. Um, that, you know, like I'm kind of like the same way. I don't know if I wanna pay for a product every year, but if it's a service, whereas something like maintenance plan, that's on a, that's just a different type of, you know, something, just a different type of thing. So. 
I just, it just seems more important to me than maybe a product I might not like. You know what I mean? So it's going to take more convincing on the product side, I, I think. But yeah, and and yeah. you can always you can always get in. And um, it, something we try to be transparent about is while you're in your account and your dashboard on your website, people can go in and 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 pretty easily cancel those uh, recurring subscriptions. Um, you know, we, we do the same sometimes. Okay, let's try this out. See how it works. If we need to, we'll just, you know, manually put in our credit card uh, information again. So it's it's definitely not something that we want to uh, try and sneak by people. And we actually have it set up to like send an email out a, a week or so um, before their uh, renewal date. So they aren't caught by surprise and go, oh my gosh, like, you know, uh, $30 just got taken out of my bank account. I didn't remember paying for this <laughs> yeah, product. Yeah. So, so we try to give people some some forewarning and be pretty transparent on how they can uh, cancel those. Uh, That's really subscriptions. nice. Yeah. But, but time, As a user, I love that you do that. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, we, we let people know, uh, you know, if you if you want access to the newest versions, which is is definitely important with, with Divi products because Divi, Divi is so rapidly changing. Um you know, you're, you're going to have to have your uh, subscription up to date in order to receive those. Uh, otherwise, there's a possibility that the version of the um, plugin you have, uh, you know, might not work just because of some, uh, uh, you know, change either in, in WordPress or Divi that we have no way of, of knowing about. So, yeah, and I've been on the other end of that as a, a customer and not renewing a product. You know, I don't know, remember what it was exactly. And then updating something and something breaks in the plugin that I'm no longer, you know, on the, the subscription with. And it's like, <laughs> he like just stopped paying for the, yeah. yeah I'm not <laughs> go buy this again. <laughs> hey, so this might be like slightly kind of off topic, but not really. So let's say you're going to buy. So I just went and bought a few site licenses of Divi bars because I'm going to use it on a couple of clients and you're going to have like, so I bought the the three pack. I didn't buy the lifetime or whatever. So it's going to renew every year. And, and but I'm going to bill my that. You know, I'm going to mark it up a bit and bill my clients for it. And then so I think there's a little element to take into consideration too when you're reselling stuff like this. I'm reselling exactly, but using it for a client. And then like just to take all that into consideration when you're billing your job anyway when you're bidding your job you know like i try and put a little paragraph in of like some of this stuff might just so there's no surprises you might get yeah. some annual fees for plugins and things like that which is you know you, that's kind of like what Corey's saying about giving people a heads up that this is going to be happening because then that gives you the opportunity to go back and build those clients every single year even if it's small amounts it's still you know every little bit and then it also puts you front of mind and blah 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 all of those kind of bonuses for it too so that's another like i don't know tiny little element of it all i guess yeah that's a good point of yeah additional recurring revenue if you're paying for those licenses then you know you have them and mark it up a little bit have them basically pay for it as well um yeah that's a really good point I, a lot of times i'll i'll do lifetime so that i could you know, lifetime unlimited yes. plan. So I could leave the license. And if I ever, you know, stop, you know, they, they move on, whatever, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a clean break, but uh, I see the advantage of having that, that recurring element as well. Yeah. 
The same with like with uh, Divi, you know, the lifetime kind of thing there. Yeah, that one just totally makes sense for us. But yeah, yeah, and and, and once again, uh, you know, for us as uh, product creators and and developers, uh, the the recurring revenue really helps us, uh, you know, project for the months and and years to come. Uh, we, we can look at our current uh, recurring revenue um, numbers and kind of see, you know, kind of see uh, there there is some attrition in recurring revenue. So let's say, you, you know, you have $100,000 in recurring revenue coming in. Uh, supposedly next year, you can probably factor in a 30% attrition rate of people who will choose not to uh, renew their, their license for whatever reason that might be. They got out of web design. They decided not not to use your product, so they think but... it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if seventy percent renewed, that would be amazing. I think. Yeah, that's not bad. That doesn't sound yeah. bad. Fifty <laughs> percent in in like this industry is considered really good. If fifty percent renew, like that, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Corey. You could take that number and you know see, okay, what in the past, what what's the level of renewal. And it makes it great for, for planning purposes and everything. Yeah, there's there's probably a, a industry standard. I know um, reading some of some of uh, Pippin's blogs and 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 stuff on uh, easy digital downloads and Restrict Content Pro. I, I think I think they're sitting at like a thirty percent attrition, which is which is really good and, and ideal. Oh yeah, but, that's uh, amazing. But yeah, it, it kind of helps you uh, look towards the future and say, okay, uh, because of this money even if even if we factor in 50 percent um you know and and, and that's kind of like exponential uh, growth that you're going to have year over year so that will help you you know plan ahead okay i can hire another developer we can develop uh, x amount of uh, plugins or, or child themes and w- without that recurring revenue there's like no way you'd be able to do that with like one-off one-off payments it's really hard to continually support and update products uh, without having it recurring so, I mean that story Tim told about the that guy who just would sell recur like sell uh, what, a, retainers? what the word retainers, retainers yeah sorry you, you sell retainers and then you hire somebody to fill to do that work and then you sell another retainer I mean to me that's like beautiful that is a <laughs> awesome business model I love that yeah you got to be a salesperson though that guy had to be a salesperson oh yeah yeah he definitely was and he he scaled the business really quickly and then sold it and it <laughs> worked out um yeah i i it was like surprisingly successful like i mean i i knew he, he would be successful but it was surprising like how successful it would be with that model yeah um josh r has a good point here uh typically lifetime equals three years of top plan um you know which is typical lifetime value of a product so so that does make sense if, if some if somebody was to come to me and they said, okay, this person's going to sign up. We guarantee that they're going to be with your service for three years. To me, that's awesome. So, you know, so, so even if that is a one-off payment, if, if we kind of look at it in that aspect, okay, it's, it's a one-time payment, but that's equal to, you know, what that person might be paying for three or four years to equal that total amount. Uh, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and as we're kind of starting off with this recurring revenue, we don't have our, our personal numbers of, um, you know, how long a customer typically sticks with us if they sign up for like an annual all access pass, are they going to be with us for two, three, four years? Uh, we, we have no way of, of knowing that at the moment there, you know, there's some industry numbers and I'm sure that we can look at. Um, but, you know, with, with some, with somebody coming in lifetime for us, 
okay, that's guaranteed for like three or four years what they what they would be paying. So that's that's a pretty good compromise. Uh, Dave, David says here, 60% uh, renewal rate is what other companies are doing, which, which I think is uh, which I think is pretty good on a whole. Does that sound right, Tim, for products? Sorry, say that again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means. David's, David posted uh, 60% renewal rates or what other uh, year over year, what other companies are doing on average, um, which is, which is pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh, that, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one uh, WP forms, which is Saeed Belki's one of his companies, they killed their lifetime plan because, um, and I heard him actually at uh, WordCamp US talking about it. Their renewal rates were so high that it made more sense long-term to kill that lifetime plan because they would make more money from the, the recurring revenue, which is smart. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of what they're talking about right now. And, and, uh, and the chat <laughs> yeah. is, is, is stopping the, uh, the lifetime. Um, but, but, but the all access is, is getting more popular. Um, when we started using the all access uh, plugin from easy digital downloads, um, Easy Digital Downloads wasn't even actually using it. Uh, they didn't. They didn't have that option on their site to like buy all of their products with one with one single price. But I, I think it was about what like two three months ago that they started offering that. Yeah. Uh, so for us, we, we'd actually save money on their all access pass compared to paying for each plug in a la carte. I like yeah. the name of it too. All access is good. Yeah, I bought the the EDD all access pass at black friday so it was already a discounted deal getting everything with one price and then another 30 percent off and i was like not bad <laughs> yeah we we probably paid paid a lot more money uh for, <laughs> for yeah. what we're using but when we renew we're, we're doing the all access so um but but that for them probably kind of works out for somebody like us they might lose a little bit of money but for somebody who's under that threshold maybe only paying for one of one or two other products if they look at it and go, okay, for double the money I'm paying right now, I can get all, all of the products. Um, they're they're, they're going to upgrade. So they, so they probably, it, it probably works out in their benefit to, to those people who are going to upgrade their, their license. Yeah. Yeah. Right now for me, I get a lot of people that ask if I have an all access and I'm kind of in that, like, you know, I have more than two products, but not like, like you guys, Corey, where there's a bunch of products. So it's like, I'm kind of in that in-between stage where it doesn't quite yet make sense to have, you know, a membership all access pass, but people are still wanting some sort of discount to buy multiple products at the same time. So it's kind of like that in-between limbo stage. Yeah. So, so basically you have some clients that come to your website and can't make the cart work. What's that? (laughs) Some people come to your website and can't get the cart to work. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a coupon error on my part, though. (laughs) I don't know. I think I did something wrong. I don't know. (laughs) What did you say, Corey? Uh, I actually can't remember what I was saying. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, 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 that's fine. It it probably wasn't uh, that important. It's not important. You smiled, so I figured it was funny. It was probably something funny, but I say so much funny (laughs) stuff. (laughs) That's a a true statement. (laughs) All right. Well, we didn't really talk about trial themes or plugins, but don't y'all do really well in the plugins? Um, well, both of you, or both y'all make plugins, right? Tim and Joe Corey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what we've been talking about in, in general, um, our, our, our products, which are oh. trial themes and, and plugins. 
uh, you know, soon to be soon to be a course um, as well. Um, but yeah, those those can be you know purchased on different uh, licensing levels that are either renewed annually. Uh, we, we don't offer monthly um, charges for those, or or they can be purchased with the one off you know the one off uh, one time fee. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it, it's very nice to have that uh, recurring revenue coming in. So, you know, we can look at especially a uh, you know a month where like Black Friday or a big sale takes place. And, you know, okay, uh, next year I'm going to have, uh, let's say 60% of that number coming in plus whatever we, uh, grow on, on top of that. So it, it, it's kind of like exponential, um, income, uh, the, the math is, uh, you know, you, you can kind of figure it, but it's, it, it's never guaranteed. Um, yeah. but, but it's nice to know that you can somewhat, uh, plan on having like an average income coming like in. Like a baseline even kind of. Month. Yeah. Yeah. Baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing worth noting, though, is, um, you know, while products are recurring revenue, absolutely, you know, there's also additional recurring expenses that, that come with it. Um, you know, both Corey and David, as well as myself, employ, you know, full-time support people, um, you know, and then additional, you know, people help with bug fixes and, and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, that's why I was saying before, it's like almost like once you kind of cross over to doing products, you know, it's not so much just a different, you know, another side stream of recurring revenue. It's hard to really do, you know, both the client work and the, uh, you know, the, the productizing unless, you know, you have a, a bigger infrastructure like Corey yeah. and David do, you know, where they're able to, to be successful doing both. But for me, I kind of had to, you know, concentrate on, on the products and I still do some client work, but it's very selective, you know, just a couple projects a quarter, um, but but yeah, that, that's definitely something worth noting. It's it's not all fun under the sun <laughs> with productizing, you know, because there's there's other things that, that come more up. than just rolling in the dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh R is asking, do you guys feel child themes are on their way out for recurring revenue? No. Uh, did we just release their layout cloud? No. Leslie, you, you want to start on that one? Uh No, I just I, I, I don't think it will affect it at all. Um there's still so much more you can do in an external style sheet that you cannot do in, in the layout and, and until, you know, we can use media queries and stuff like that and, you know, do everything in the layout, but no. And plus, I mean, I, I like, I, they do have some good um, solid designs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you have somebody who wants someone, something totally unique and bespoke, they're not going to use a freaking Divi layout that everybody else is using. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like you said, design, even if, you know, I think they have like 22 layout packs now in the in the layout cloud, even if that goes up to, you know, 222, yeah. you know, design, like you can still have, you know, a unique design that doesn't look like anything they have that, that people will want to buy if it's unique enough. And then two, like you said, Leslie, also, I just want to expand on it. Um, you know, there's things that you that can't be done in a layout. Um, you know, because in a child theme, you can have layouts, like most child themes include layouts, but then also has a lot more has the things that layouts can't do like anything with the header, uh, anything with, um, you know, like 404 archive pages, you know, custom layouts there, stuff like that custom styling that, you know, doesn't is outside of the builder. Because um, Divi is getting more powerful and they're putting more and more controls and different options to do different things directly in the builder. But there's still things that that CSS and, you know, uh, JavaScript can do that 
that Divi can't do and, and may never do. And so while layouts are great and there's obviously a, a market for it, I think child themes are, you know, there's a higher level, higher standard of, um, you know, design because of, of what you can do by having all the files and not just the, the layouts. Those layouts yeah. could even kickstart yeah, the child theme sales because people get used <laughs> to having something yeah. that they can just click a button and have a page. And then as they do more of that, they realize they want to tweak things or do more that they can't do with those. And so then they go find a child theme and buy it. So it could help you rather than hurt you even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those, those custom PHP templates for uh, WooCommerce, uh, like Tim was saying, you know, the header, the blog, th those can't be done in, in layout. So everything that you're getting in, in layouts is uh, default Divi, which, which is awesome. Um, you can bring uh, CSS into layouts, but it's, it's not as easy to, uh, you know, like one click install and all of a sudden have all the navigation content, filler content, everything like that set up on the site, ready for you to, to customize. So there's, yeah. there's there, there are limitations uh, in layouts. Layouts are awesome. We, we, we do offer layouts as a part of um, uh, like a bonus to our, uh, to our all access members, but uh, they, they are pretty limited on, on what they yeah. can actually do for people. You're not going to get that. Yeah next level of customization. And are they still doing layouts like the new elegant themes layouts where they're putting all the, or I, I guess they'd have to, the fonts and the, the colors and styling directly in the builder, because say you want to change something, say you want to use a different font, you want a different color scheme. Well, you have to go into every, every module. section module, you know, whatever, and change that manually. I feel like right now until they, they, and I know they're going to fix that and they're going to add, you know, controls to be able to apply stuff, you know, globally per page, you know, whatever. Um, but right now I feel like layout packs should come with a customizer file um, where yeah. you can you yeah. know, import it to get the styling exactly like they have in the demo and then make changes on a global level. Yeah. Yeah. Customizer and theme options, which would bring over the, uh, any CSS within the that area of the theme options. Yeah, definitely. Can we also please get a copy paste on the settings? Can we do that yet? Is that a thing? <laughs> I feel like I heard somebody talking about it. Where if you have like six blurbs, you can copy you can copy and paste the settings for all of them. Yeah, you can I do it in the visual builder. In the visual. In the visual. Yeah. 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 You can you can copy and paste styling for sure. So I think anything in like the design tab. But I think what it does is it. I think it'll copy all the styling you i don't think you can you know select oh i just want to you know copy the coloring not the font you know for example i don't know why you would do that but <laughs> all right uh, we're coming up on the hour wow, by, huh? uh, of chatting about uh recurring revenue um what different recurring revenue streams you can have and how they they benefit your business uh let's uh i think we have some time people are probably going to hang around for some some parting thoughts uh, anybody want to go first and give us some final thoughts of wisdom here? I'll go first. All right. Um, I'll just say, um, you know, Tim had mentioned it, it gives a, a, a type of stability, um, recurring revenue does. And I know for me, for experience, when I only did the client work, it was a struggle because to work where you don't know where that next money's coming from, it's it, it never as good long-term. So, um, I, I think, I don't know, it's a good thing to think of positive, you know, ways to get some recurring revenue just for your sanity. So consider it. <laughs> awesome. And I think there's, uh, I think one thing we, it doesn't take a genius to know that this is a good thing for your business, but the thing that has impressed me today that I think is cool is that everybody has a thing. Like 
Tim, you like the plugins. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing the course and the all access, all that kind of stuff. Leslie's like child themes only. I want to do the maintenance. <laughs> it doesn't, there's no recipe for any one thing. Like pick something that works for your business and build your recurring system on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, my final thought would be, I think kind of going back to, um, you know, as a, a service-based business, you know, typically you're limited to the hours and the day that you have, you know, there's only 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you don't want to be working all of those hours. Um, and so it's hard to like grow and make more money. Like, yeah, you can raise your rates and stuff, but you know, at a certain point that gets, you know, you kind of have to cap that, um, and you get more efficient. But other than that, like, you know, there's not a, a whole lot of ways to where you can scale your business and make more money. That's where the things like with the recurring revenue and get some, not only the consistency and the stability, but the ability to make more money um, without, you know, working more essentially. That's yeah, it. I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, a little bit different angle with, with my final thoughts. And it's more of a uh, peace of mind uh, type type thing. Um it's, it's such a relief when in your business when you know that you're you're building towards this recurring revenue and that you're not going to be doing that uh, month to month type type scramble. Uh, maybe even be able to uh, take a week or two off. <laughs> you know, once you start building recurring re revenue for your business, uh, you know, pick pick a few weeks. Wait, take, take time off. What's Vacation? that? Vacation? What's know, that? <laughs> we, we haven't done it yet, but, uh, but looking forward to that. I've heard of uh, it. <laughs> But, but, but there's like, you know, uh, beyond taking time off, I mean, knowing, uh, you know, your, your bills are going to be paid. You're not going to have trouble paying your employees. Uh, there, there, there's something just so like soothing about knowing that recurring revenue is, is coming in. And um, it's, it, it really is a stress reliever ultimately uh, for your, for your business. Cause it's, it's tough doing that month to month uh, grind and hustle. Um, it's, it's stressful. So um that is is my recurring thoughts i'd like to uh recurring thoughts <laughs> yeah, re recurring thoughts recurring yeah. uh, thoughts on recurring revenue <laughs> That's awesome. so um i'd like to thank everybody for coming on today and providing us with your wisdom and expertise uh i'd like to thank everybody in the uh, live chat who always uh has some awesome questions yeah. and uh comments about uh, our topics uh next week what do we have coming up uh, next week? We got, um, I don't know. I what don't languages know. Should, should you learn? Is, is that still on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that should be it. Yeah. Stuff like See, you know, CSS. Yeah. And, what yeah. should you learn? Um, CSS, JavaScript, Spanish. front end, yeah. back end. Yeah. All, all that kind of fun stuff. Not Spanish or, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or anything Must, like No, German. D different languages. So. <laughs> so be sure to tune in then. Um, in the meantime, you can. Obviously, uh, find us on YouTube if, if you're uh, currently watching on there. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and on Divi.chat. Give us a five-star review, please. Give us a five-star review. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Adios. Bye.